Audible Inc. presents Hard Sell, The Evolution of a Viagra Salesman. Written by Jamie Reedy. Narrated by Christian Rummel. Epilogue read by Jamie Reedy. We couldn't all be cowboys, so some of us are clowns. Good Night, Elizabeth by Counting Crows. Prologue. Take the first pill one hour before sex. The urologist's voice boomed from down the hall, loudly enough that I, along with the 25 men jamming the waiting room, could hear. I froze, mortified by the realization. That's how Viagra is dosed. At that point in my three-year pharmaceutical sales career, I had witnessed numerous violations of patient confidentiality. In spite of their best efforts to avoid doing so, doctors often dispensed advice in front of other patients. When discussing bronchitis or allergies, it wasn't that big a deal. But never before had I heard a physician inform everyone with an earshot that basically, this guy can't get it up. Viagra was really making people crazy. And I should have seen the insanity coming. A phone call from my father two months earlier had provided all the evidence necessary. Growing up in my parents' home, conversations about sex were as common as visits from the Pope and about as comfortable. My dad had so looked forward to our birds and bees talk that my mom finally had to step in and explain things to me. Consequently, I was caught off guard when, during a phone conversation in mid-March 1998, just days before Viagra received FDA approval, he jokingly referred to having SEX. In January of that year, I had been promoted, along with 119 other sales reps, into Pfizer's new urology division, one created specifically to sell Viagra to the specialists who most often treated erectile dysfunction, ED. We had used the first two months of the year to begin establishing rapport with our new customers. It might be awkward to meet a physician for the first time and immediately begin discussing blood flow to the penis, and to sell the other three products in our division's portfolio. The urologists didn't want to hear about our drugs to treat infected prostates or help men pee less often at night, though. All they wanted to know was when the wonder pill would be on the market. Referring to this, I told my father I was looking forward to the Viagra launch meeting. I just know Pfizer's stock is going to explode, he said optimistically. Sure, Dad. I nodded at the phone the way all sons do at some point when talking with their fathers. If I'd have hung up right then, we might never have had the conversation. After a pause, Dad continued with the strange, forced chuckle I would become quite familiar with over the next few months. Well, (laughs) Jamie, when you get some samples, how about you send the old man some? (laughs) My father and I had had only one successful sex talk ever. On the night of my tenth Christmas, he and I sat downstairs after the last guest had departed. Over the humming of the dishwasher, we could hear my mother moving between rooms, clearing innumerable plates and glasses. My dad gazed around the room, nodding contentedly, his eyes glassy with Christmas cheer and a half-dozen whiskey sours. Just us guys enjoying a post-holiday moment. I'd never get a better chance to bring up an issue that had been bothering me for a few days. With an exaggerated cough, I interrupted the silence. Swirling the ice in his drink, he looked at me with raised eyebrows. Emboldened, I asked him what would happen if a man's penis got stuck in a woman's vagina while they were having sex. 
To a ten-year-old boy, one could not imagine finding oneself in a worse predicament. He replied without hesitation, You should be so lucky. Alas, the rest of our sex talks were neither memorable nor comfortable experiences for either one of us. Consequently, we silently agreed not to have them anymore. Yet there he was on the phone talking about doing it with my mom. Ew. The thought of my parents having sex, still having sex in their mid-fifties, made me shiver. I was not so naive to think that my parents had never done it. I knew that they had. Three times. And they had kids named Jamie, Patrick, and Anne-Marie to prove it. I'd rather kneel on Jack's for half an hour than joke with my father about his having intercourse. Something needed to be done to prevent this discussion from ever happening again. You know, Dad.